This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on iTunes and at facebook.com slash DCAU Review. Now, here's today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 23 of the DCAU Review. I am your co-host, Cal, along with me, my good brother, and the guy that runs our Twitter page, the Twitter guru of the DCAU Review. That is officially my name now. It's trademark too. We're putting it through the process. DMCR. That's right, we're putting it through the process to get t-shirts and <laughs> all sorts of uh, iPhone cases made. <laughs> Uh, with that phrase on it. Uh, it is Liam. Liam, welcome to the DCAU Review. We're going to get pogs made, too. I know nobody makes those yes. anymore. We're going to get DCAU Review pogs. We're talking about 90s nostalgia today, right before we started going on. Pogs are where it's at, man. Yes, sir. Let's do that. All right, uh, so Liam, today we got an interesting episode. Uh, this is actually the first episode that uh, debuted on the uh, Fox Kids portion of the Batman animated series. That, of course, being Cat in the Claw Parts 1 and 2. Uh, it also introduces us to Catwoman as a character for the first time in the animated series and uh, also creates a brand new character in the form of Red Claw, who is an original character uh, designed uh, by Bruce Timm uh, for this animated series. And did some research apparently has not been used outside of the DCAU. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it's an interesting little episode. Uh, why don't we jump into our uh, dissection of this week's episode, if you will. Uh, what do you think overall of this week's episode? Uh, I guess we can start with plot, like we usually do. Yeah, we can jump right in here. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot here, and I don't know that they necessarily use... It's a two-parter, obviously, I'm it not is. sure. It's, it's a long two Yeah, it feels too. long, too. Like, there's certain ones where it's over very quickly. You know, we reviewed World's Finest recently. That one kind of goes, it's over before you know it. This one, which is even longer than this one. Right. Um, but this one definitely feels long, and I don't know that they use their time wisely. Obviously, the central uh, point of this episode, beyond the, the big plot of uh, the evil terrorist Red Claw trying to unleash a, a uh, some kind of... Uh, poison on this on gotham city a plague yes a plague uh <laughs> couldn't think of the word and uh beyond that we have the as you mentioned the introduction of catwoman her relationship with batman that's obviously kind of a hot topic just recently they almost got married in the in the uh in the comics so almost. so batman and Cat- almost got him almost got him uh, well, <laughs> uh, we should say that for later <laughs> but uh but uh, so it's it you know batman and catwoman they're a pretty famous comic book couple uh, you know, it's a will they, won't they type of romance. It's been it's been done to death. You can go back to the Adam West series where you know that was always hinted at there. Sure, all the way to to this series here. Um, and we all, we get like maybe of the forty four minutes of this of these two parts, we get like maybe ten minutes total of actual Batman and Catwoman exploring their relationship sure. or flirting or getting to know each other. And then it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> like there's there's Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle go on a date in the middle of uh, or I guess in part two, 
But it's you're right though. It feels like stuff that was just stuffed into the episode to give it a I don't know. I don't know if they wanted to do an hour long episode to start and then ended up breaking it up. This was going to yeah. be the original premiere. It was going to be an hour long. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But it just feels overstuffed, but not with not with good content. Yeah, you would think the thing to really explore here would be, uh, and we were mentioning as we watched it. There's a couple of times where Batman kind of seems to have Catwoman dead to rights, and then she just gets away. And he doesn't really go after her in the first chase scene at the beginning of part one, and then again uh, near the end of part one. Um, there are several times where we're yelling at the screen, Batman, you have a grappling hook. You can chase after this woman. Yeah, or like a plane or a glider that we see him use. Like, there's ways he can traverse uh, over the the, build, the rooftops of Gotham City. Uh, where he just seems not to, and it seems like maybe that could have been explored in a way. We talked about this a little bit off the air, but you know, maybe Alf—you could have had one of those conversations, kind of like Alfred has with him in uh, in *Mask of the Phantasm*, when you know, when they and kind of have a little bit of back and forth and a little bit of friction there, sure. as he's sort of pressing him, uh, you know, or you know, an Alfred, a Robin, even Commissioner Gordon could have filled that role, right? Just questioning whether or not Batman's letting personal feelings get in the way of how he's treating. Catwoman, aka Selena Kyle, in this. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, so I went ahead. I gave plot four out of ten. Uh, the strong stuff is the Batman Catwoman stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not, uh, like I said, there's just not enough of it, and there's a lot of just stuff happening. What about you? Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, this is a case, we ta- already talked about it, but th- this would be a case where a 22 episode, 22 minute episode would have benefited this a little bit more than a. 44 minute episode yeah Uh, it's a it's a lot and uh the subplot with catwoman being a animal rights activist kind of goes no i mean like it's it's her it's her motivation throughout the episode for fighting this and why but tying that guy in with red claw is kind of out of nowhere and she's hiding behind a panel in his office like just chilling there and then she's doing her terrorist plot in the basement of his building (laughs) yes it's it's just kind of it's a weird it's a weird introduction also she's just generically european (laughs) like they don't really tell you she's what nationality she is and we'll get into our assumption once we get into voice acting i know but uh she's just kind of generically european and evil and uh from a from a character standpoint Red Claw is, is is talked about as this famous international terrorist. Yes. Uh, yet there's no pictures or idea that it possibly could be a woman. I do like that Batman responds, though, when she, he finds out she's a woman, that he's an equal opportunity crime fighter, though. Yeah, that was... Batman's woke, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he he doesn't discriminate. He's he's we- well aware that uh, there's been a women's revolution and they're, <laughs> they're free to be ter- evil terrorists as well. Correct. Um, so yeah, I, I and just just a shout out this week. We intentionally did not discuss our scores uh, as we were scoring this episode, and somehow we still ended up with very similar <laughs> That's scores. That's right. This, this is week. not a bit that yeah. we do where it, we agree so much it, or get so close to have similar <laughs> thoughts. It's just 
we do happen to be related, so it might be genetic. We'll blame but, it on the uh, genetics. That's right. But uh, yeah, we, my, my plot was my plot was five out of ten. So you gave four <laughs> out of ten. Mine was five out of ten. It's just kind of middle of the Completely road. Completely different. Yeah, right, exactly. It's not the same. <laughs> We're going to have to create an alarm for when we just have a different score for a change. More sound effects, I did please. say a few weeks ago that I wanted ev- this show to be about 50% sound effects by the time we're done. It would make it 50% more <laughs> listenable, I think, at that point. Uh, all right, moving on from plot, let's head over to uh, music. Liam, uh, I know you mentioned before we went on the air that you thought this was the strongest part of the episode. Absolutely. Uh, you have the introduction of the, the Catwoman theme pretty early on. Super solid, by the way. One really of my good. favorite themes. Absolutely. And uh, we were talking uh, off the air. It reminds me specifically of the uh, the Catwoman level in the Super Nintendo Oh. Batman the Animated Series. Adventures of Batman and Robin Knight. Excuse yes. me. Even though Robin's like barely in that game. He is. He's um, tied up for half of yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. There's, he's and in you, the Penguin level, and then he flies the Bat plane in the Scarecrow and level. you never play as him. No, you do not. Okay. Um, but, but that's a classic, and, and that game is held near and dear to our hearts. Absolutely. We played that game for hours. Absolutely. I would still play the game today. Yeah. I, we, we definitely all, still own it. I could definitely <laughs> yeah, we, play it. Again. We might have to bust it out sometime. Yeah, but, Anyway, but so uh, during that, the theme, the Catwoman theme plays throughout that uh, throughout that level on a loop. So and the and the level is mimicked a little bit from the opening chase scene, yeah. if you recall from this episode as well. Yeah, you, there's a scene where they're free falling and you're fighting her. There's a scene in an alley where they're where you first confront Catwoman, chasing her across rooftops mm-hmm. and climbing there's, down scaffolding. And yeah, all. so it's it's uh, that that kind of holds a special place in my heart. Sure. Um, so, like I said, the Catwoman theme is very good. There's also a lot of good, like, kind of background music mm-hmm. where it's it's it doesn't really it doesn't overextend itself, but it's still good uh, during the the train scene in part two, uh, the ending the ending bit where there's a lot of explosions and and stuff is is really well done as well. So I gave music seven out of ten. I think it's it's strong. It's absolutely to me the strongest part of the episode. Okay, uh, I gave it uh, six out of ten. Not the same. Different. <laughs> different scores. Uh, I gave it 6 out of 10. Catwoman theme is awesome. Uh, we talked a lot about how this this series went out of its way seemingly to have a different theme song for each villain. Yeah. That would be recognizable. Um, when it starts to play, uh, they played at different uh, different speeds, too. That's what's cool about mm-hmm. this. It's They're able to play it slower in the beginning as they introduce her. And then through the chase scene, it speeds up a little bit. And you talked about last week how the, the score was done with a live orchestra. And that, I mean, that that really shows in in oh, this yeah. in these type of episodes oh, yeah. being able to take the same theme speed it up slow it down make it sound unique for whatever the scene calls for um and i think you're right the the train chase scene was was good the train heist scene was uh was welcome and one of my favorite scenes uh uh growing up uh watching this episode uh, but uh, the music accompanying that also certainly adds to it, as it does in the chase scene in uh, Christmas with the Joker. Train, train scene in that, that episode as well. Uh, but uh, I, I didn't think there was anything that blew me away particularly other than the, the Catwoman theme. So 6 out of 10 was where I went. All right, let's jump over to uh, visual and animation, shall we? Um, I'm not going to lie. There is some pretty great stuff in this episode visually yeah. uh we just talked about the train scene there's some coolness in there the uh the disposable bat glider is introduced yeah. in this episode uh we call it the disposable bat glider because he literally just jumps off of it and we assume it just <laughs> flies away you, you mentioned you assumed it was biodegradable yes it, uh, either that or he he like gives alfred a call when he's done he's like hey you gotta go to the forest in <laughs> gotham city and pick up my glider <laughs> 
<laughs> it's Alfred's job to yes. collect all of his gadgets. <laughs> that could be an entire him. episode, just Alfred going around to different crime scenes from other episodes. Would and, watch ten out of ten, and, and uh, picking up uh, picking up after Mister Wayne. Well, but, well, we know Amanda Waller does that as, as she mentioned in an epilogue. That's that's, that's correct. <laughs> But uh, we, we'll get to that eventually one day. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, there's some there's some uh, some cool things in this. Also, the the opening chase scene I think is by far the best oh, yeah. part of the episode. Uh, Catwoman running from building to building, swinging on you know uh, flagpoles from with her whip, and uh, you know Batman chasing her. There's a nice side by side where they're kind of running in yeah. step with each other that that looks pretty awesome. There's a car chase that happens also very early on in that episode. Where the the GCPD is chasing down Red Claw's terrorist yes. guys. That was kind of a cool scene, also. Um, there there are just some good things in there, but then as far as the animation is concerned, very inconsistent in this episode. Yeah, Batman Batman doesn't really have that consistent look. Usually, it's one or the other. It's the very square jawed sort of you know Bruce Tim model, mm-hmm. or it's the sort of longer droopier nose with the swoop back ears and stuff. This one, it kind of like goes back and forth and i i uh, i don't know if there was more than more than the usual amount of storyboard artists in this could one. be because it was the first episode right you could figure they could have gone back and forth correct so uh so, so it's a little more inconsistent than you're used to usually it's like i said one or the other so yeah i i gave visuals five out of ten like you said the the strong points are very strong that opening chase scene has a lot of hashtag Kate movement. Yes, and it's uh, it's pretty tremendous, and that that did uh, that did bring my score up a little bit from what it would have been because there is, as you mentioned, a lot of inconsistency. There's uh, some shots of uh, of Batman's. You see, like under, his, it's like a shot from underneath where you see his his nostrils. And it looks like almost like they had pulled a a panel from a Neil Adams comic. And, yeah. and as much as I love Neil Adams' comics and his his drawings, and they're iconic, his his version of Batman certainly is iconic, but it was just looked out of place in that first scene Absolutely. where he interacts with Catwoman. It's just kind of, why are we shooting up Batman's nose here? <laughs> and then there are some other scenes later on where you see up Batman's cow, his nose is just kind of like hanging out. It's bizarre. Um, there was also some really weird wide shots uh, that reminded me a lot of what we talked about in Pretty Poison, where yeah. there's very little detail, and it looks like the guys have been pasted in as an afterthought. There's not a lot of shadow work mm-hmm. that's done. They're very obviously added to the scene and stand out against the painted background the, distractingly. The, <laughs> yeah, the biggest uh, example of that for me was... In the set, beginning of part two, uh, Bruce and Selina are in their car and they're getting chased by Red Claw's men. Mm. And there's a shot where Bruce is looking in the mirror and you look back and you just see, there's like no background, you just see the two thugs and it looks like they're, they just have like a painting on their front <laughs> windshield. It's just like a gray background and two faces painted in, painted into it. It looks yeah. like they, they put a poster up over their windshield or something, so... Yeah, it's yeah. a very, very inconsistent as far as uh, yeah. as far as animation was concerned for this. So, believe it or not, we have the same exact score for this one. I what? gave it, I gave it five out of ten as well. All right, uh, Liam, let's move on to our our final category of the day, which of course is voice acting. We alluded to it before. We know we have a couple of brand new uh, reoccurring voice actors, of course, Catwoman. Uh, but who else is notable in our cast this week? Well, we have a. Uh... 
quite a few. We have Kate Mulgrew as as Red Claw, who as uh, some people might know from the show Orange is the New Black. Yeah, she's actually, this is her initial uh, performance as someone named Red Claw, then her character in Orange is the New Black is also called Red. There you go. So, a so, little bit of continuity there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, she does, she's, as we mentioned, sort of generically evil european woman voice. she plays a russian uh, on orange is the new black so i assume that and, she's and maybe... it's red so you know commies are red sure so. i guess i guess uh, so i i guess she i guess red claw is russian uh <laughs> i don't know maybe if someone ever puts her in a comic we'll find out more about her but right. uh, they haven't been rushing to put her in any comics i see that's true uh you had uh you also had uh maven uh who is uh sort of catwoman's sort of mousy assistant who's probably a lesbian we're, we're pretty sure um uh, she was played by mary mcdonald lewis who um probably most famously voiced lady J on the 80s gi joe cartoon she also famously smoked at least a pack a day because <laughs> that she had quite the rasp yes that's true um and uh we also had herb edelman as stern who was the you know the evil businessman who uh uh-huh. Who was uh, probably most famously one of the husbands on the Golden Girls, which, <laughs> which has become like a weird meme show that's like cool to watch. And that's this is a different podcast, but I don't get that. But I thought it was worth noting anyway. And then of course, uh, you know, the, the main eventers here. Uh, you have you have Adrian Bar- Barbeau in her first appearance as Catwoman. She's tremendous. Yeah, she's really really good, really solid. Um, I thought that uh, her her performance alone, and she's a consistent player in this. We were trying to figure out before we went on the air how many episodes Catwoman is in in the original animated series, and she's in quite a few. Yeah, we didn't come up with an exact number, but quite a few she's in. So, and then of course she reprises the role in the new Batman uh, Adventures, and uh, I don't. Th- she hasn't done anything since then, as far as uh, you know. They didn't use her in Justice League. They didn't use her in any of the movies yet no, so they there's they this is a weird thing but when the dark knight rises came out mm-hmm. i believe uh, reruns of batman animations were airing on the hub network or something okay and they did like an ad where they basically had the animated series voice actors do dialogue from the dark knight rises trailer oh nice and they had adrian barbo do that oh so. well maybe we can find it on youtube and post it this week via our twitter account yes which Plug. you can follow us at dcau review that's right absolutely uh, but anyway my yeah my score for voice acting here is a six out of ten it's mo it is mostly kevin conroy and adrian barbo doing most of the talking and they're very good yeah so i thought better than average not a spectacular episode i don't think it was either person's best Sure. Uh, role or best uh, best episode, but still very good. I appreciated there was a lot of Bruce Wayne in this episode. Not not for the storyline specifically or the plot, but it, at least it give, it gave Kevin Conroy that uh, that outlet to use his Bruce Wayne voice. Yeah. And, uh, even if he was kind of a bumbling idiot in this, it kept alluding to the fact that he was Batman over and over and over and over again. Yeah, there's uh, a, lot of, a lot of times Bruce Wayne is just casually mentioning that he's Batman to I'll people. I'll be out late tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, Bruce. Keep, keep it a secret. Stop waving it around out there. You don't want people to know that. Um, yeah, I gave, uh, I gave voice acting 7 out of 10. Uh, different. Different. Different score. Different score. We had uh, three out of our scores were different today. So just There you go. Sure. They were only separated by one each, but <laughs> hey. Uh, that brings my final score up to 23 out of 40. What was yours? Mine was a very incredibly different 22 out of 40. 22 out of 40. Okay. Um, so two things before we uh, start wrapping this up. One, uh, we 
have kind of been through quite a few of these episodes now where we're coming coming to realize that we're going to probably end up with some episodes that are awful, like The Underdwellers, Dollar in the Underdweller Jar. Brave New Metropolis. Brave New Metropolis that we just absolutely abhor. We're not going to – we're just going to absolutely hate. Yeah. And then there's going to be some – like last week's episode – is going to be an outlier, perfect, perfect episode. But yes. something in the mid to high thirties is going to be kind of a rarity as yeah, well. No and word. there's going to be a lot of these that kind of fall into the twenty to thirty ish, yeah. twenty to twenty eight ish score range. So something that'll help kind of differentiate is just kind of rewatchability. We touched on it uh, with uh, one of our previous episodes. I think it was. Uh, with Batman in my basement, I, I mentioned it. Yeah. But would you like if somebody was starting out and they're they're watching these in order and they come to you and say, Liam, you know, I, I'm looking through these. What episodes can I skip? Was would you say that this is an episode to skip or to watch? I think you gotta watch it. Okay. Because it is the introduction of Catwoman, and she is such a prominent character. Her relationship with Batman. And later on, you know, things like in in the new Batman Adventures when she's flirting with Nightwing and stuff. Like, there's a lot of history to that relationship, and it all kind of starts here. And there is some nicely animated sequences, so it does feel like it's important. Obviously, Red Claw does pop up one more time later on in the series. Right. So, yeah, I think you you should watch this one. Again, it's not going to blow your mind. Yeah. It's not going to be... I don't think it's going to end up on a lot of people's high up on anybody's list. Certainly not high on our list so far. Sure. But I do feel that uh, just for the historical importance to the DCAU, you you gotta watch this. Sure. Yeah, I would agree. And it's not like anything anything is offensive. It's not. Sure. It did seem a little long, so you you would tell people maybe come back to it. <laughs> yeah, know? maybe watch. Maybe like you know, end the night watching part one. Yeah. Next day or next time you get some free time, you can watch part. Start two. fresh. Watch yeah. watch part two. Leave yourself a little bit of suspense. Uh, the second thing that I wanted to mention, when we didn't talk about it in visuals, was just the character design uh, for Catwoman. So we know this was done right around the time that Batman Returns came out, and they were sort of. Uh, kind of pigeonholed into trying to make these characters somewhat, I guess, resemble the characters. We, yeah. Uh, they made P- Penguin originally. If there's a one of the Batman animated books that we have has the original Penguin design, which looked a lot like the Penguin that they ended up doing for the new Batman yeah. Adventures, which is a skinnier, like shorter, busy. very much like the Dick Sprang 1942 right. to you know 1960 right. Penguin. Not this fat, overweight, long-haired. Danny DeVito esque yes. look, uh, but what as far as Catwoman's looks, what did you think of the character design for this this episode? Uh, I I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I think I prefer the new Batman Adventures look for her. Mm-hmm. It's a little simpler. Mm-hmm. It's just the black suit. She has I guess some sort of makeup on that makes her face white and mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But I, I like that design. It seems a little more simplistic to me. Sort of the the the, the gray with like the bla- a little bit of black. I just I don't and I get maybe it's some sort of some sort of like inverse of Batman's colors in that way. So sure. she's got gray, black, and yellow on her suit. He has you know the same colors on his. Ah, I so see. there's maybe there's something to that design. It's it's a memorable design, but yeah. I mean comparing that to I I think Catwoman I think of is maybe like the Jim Lee Hush Catwoman, with the black suit with the goggles on her on her forehead and and that kind of stuff. That's kind of the 
the version I think of more. So I don't think this is the the most iconic Catwoman in the way that like the Joker is the most iconic version of Joker in any media to me. Sure, uh, you know the DCAU version or or the way you know the John Stewart Green Lantern is the best version of that character to me is the one we see in DCAU. Right here, Catwoman, it's fine, but it's not it's not my favorite. Agreed. Yeah, I I have a uh, as a lot of DC. Uh, enthusiasts have a near and dear hold uh, to the Catwoman of the 90s with the purple... Oh, yeah. Like the Nightfall era purple suit with uh, the hair sticking out of the back. Like, that's that's a classic. But then, of course, your Jim Lee goggle, like, modern-day Catwoman is yeah. also... Darwin Cook, who oh, yeah, uh, had, a, had a pretty famous run on with her as well in a, in a pretty similar outfit, but yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the Darwin Cook version is pretty pretty... Similar and str- as strong, I would say. Uh, but yeah, this this it's not offensive, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rank this near the top of my Catwoman character designs. If I, yeah, if I was ranking. yeah, I think that's fair. All right, uh, definitely better than the like 1950s wearing a skirt. <laughs> when she had a cape, and, and I don't yeah, know. we were robbed of cape movement. This if she thrilled. had a cape, though, plenty of cape movement to be had with the amount of running she does. In you can always watch the Brave and the Bold cartoon if you like that version <laughs> of Catwoman. Good, good, good plug for that. All right, Liam, let's uh, wrap things up for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. As always, please, uh, we would love for you to subscribe to us, whether it be on iTunes, whether it be on the Google Podcasts app, uh, however you find your podcast, please subscribe to us. That way you are updated and the brand new episodes, when they're posted, has been pretty consistently every Saturday at 10 a.m., just yeah. like the old Batman episodes would premiere. We did that on purpose. Yes. Yeah, we're kind of nerds. We're clever. Like we're, we're nerds. <laughs> uh, so, you know, if you do that, your new episodes will be uh, automatically delivered to you on those days. Liam, also, uh, as we always say every week, we love interacting with people. We know we had some good interaction the last couple weeks based Absolutely. on some of the episodes we posted. Uh, tell the good people at home where they can interact with us. You can interact with us on Twitter.com, a free website. Mm. Where you can find us at DCAU Review. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Love talking with people about the episodes we're posting. I try to retweet like fan art and stuff that we that we see on our timeline. Mm-hmm. A lot. Of, it's a really cool community. We've mentioned that multiple times before. Uh, talk with like the Tim Talk guys or the or Watchtower Database. There are a lot of really cool people uh, above and Batman Beyond. A lot of really cool people and. Love, love love getting to talk about this stuff. Obviously, we like talking about this stuff, so getting to do it on Twitter is just a little bit icing on the cake, but definitely follow us there. You can interact with us on Facebook, but uh, you got to find us, and, and good why luck. is that, Liam? Because Facebook is a disgusting uh, totalitarian regime that forces you to pay tribute if you wish for your content to be seen by people. I gotta say, I wouldn't be surprised to hear that they were in cahoots with Red Claw in this right? episode. I bet Mark Zuckerberg wants generic plague to be released on Gotham City. <laughs> we have to say allegedly so we don't Allegedly. <laughs> Let's be honest, he's not listening to this podcast. It seems unlikely. Uh, but uh, I don't think robots listen to podcasts anyway. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so you can find us on Facebook.com slash DCAU Review if you would like. We don't do much posting there because you won't see it even if we do. Because they make you pay, Liam. That's correct, so... But as, as you mentioned, you can always find us on iTunes, the Google Podcast app, and of course, you can find us streaming at DCAUReview.com. We also have uh, now a list 
if you can go buy shows. So if you want to just listen to our Superman episodes, we have a nice little section on the side where you can sort of sort the episodes. And of course, if you want to listen from the beginning, you can find all the episodes on iTunes or the Google Podcast app. That's right, absolutely. All right, well, that will wrap things up. I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we will catch you on the next edition of the DCAU Review. Bye-bye.